Hi, good morning and welcome to Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So this is the second week in a row that I have been unable to get onto my own podcast. And it's really unusual. I mean, look, we've had the Mercury retrograde is behind us and I have no clue what it is with my wireless and this podcast that is preventing me from getting on live. But I'm using my phone today and therefore um, doing the best I can. And just really odd that this is now the second time in a row. So we can blame it on the shadow period of the Mercury retrograde, or we can blame it on Podbean. <laughs> so like whichever one works. Anyway, um, I'm here today and thank you so much for being with me. Uh, Thomas and Zara and Josie, good morning, everybody. And I have a very interesting call today. So I've got some questions that were posed, which I'm going to answer first. And I'm going to talk a little bit about astrology, just a little bit. But mostly I'm going to talk about the seven stages of business, the spiritual stages of business. Now, the thing is, with the spiritual stages of business, these do not just apply to um business. All right. These apply to ways of being in our lives when we undertake particular projects. And sometimes we look at a project and we say, oh, you know, I just can't make this work. It's not working. And we have all of this negative self-talk about it. And, you know, when we break it down, we're not following a specific, we're not following the specific laws of spirituality that exist in business. Uh, which are then transferable to other projects and skills that we that we do. And we think about it, oh yeah, let's just manifest it, let's manifest it. And then we wonder why our manifestations don't come to fruition. And you know, it's so simple in some ways if we just knew these laws and were taught these laws by other people, we'd be able to really create wonderful things. So now here's another secret. I'm giving away some of my secrets that I use in my private coaching business. So there's a reason why so many of my clients are highly successful. And it has nothing to do um, with just their, their amazing ability to manifest. It's that they've been taught certain skills that other coaches don't have. And I don't say this, this is not bragging. This is just a what's so, you know, this is like today is Tuesday. That's what's so. And so there are skills that I teach in my programs that other programs just don't have and don't teach. And uh, anyway, without further ado, I'm going to talk about that as I move through. But before we start, let's talk a little bit about about what's coming up astrologically, because that's just so much fun. Tomorrow is a wonderful day. It is a Mars trine Pluto. It's going to be Taurus uh, trine Capricorn at 26 degrees. Now, what does that mean for you? It means that it's a very powerful and positive day where you can reach your goals and actually succeed. You will be strongly motivated and your drive will help you to overcome obstacles. You'll be confident and you're going to tell yourself failure is not an option. 
And it was with this energy in mind that I chose today's topic, along with the fact that, as always, how this works when we are telepathically in tune with the universe and tuning into um, the greater consciousness. Of course, someone would have sent me an email this morning um, asking just this question. So it was like it prompted like, yeah, okay, let's talk about this today. Let's get this, let's get this energy moving and going. And let's learn, let's learn what we can do to make our dreams come true. All right. So without further ado, we've got that. And then on Thursday, we have Purim, which is a Jewish holiday that begins at sundown. And the sun is also sextile Uranus. Um, this is also an un, this is a great day where you can expect unexpected but happy results. So again, your imagination will start to sparkle. Your talents will be in demand. And guess what? If you apply just some of the knowledge that I'm going to give you over here today, and you do this consciously and consistently, meaning you do this for the next two days, you got Tuesday, you got Wednesday, then by Thursday, the universe will actually come and give you a surprise. And of course, you'll look at it and say, wow, that's just a coincidence. But we know that there are no such things as coincidences. It is all part of the collective consciousness tapping into what it is that you've been putting out there. And it is the quantum field returning to you what it is that you have been putting out there. And then as the week moves along, we have the full moon on the eve of the, well, actually it's uh, 1217 on the Pacific side of the 26th and it's 317 on the 27th on East Coast time. This moon is called the snow moon and uh, that's the almanac named it that. Well, they didn't name it that. It was Native Americans and colonials only, you know, this year for sure it is and has been a snow moon, especially if you live on the East Coast, the Northeast Coast, and if you live around Texas. So anyway, um, it's been a quite unusual, it's been quite unusual this year. And so let's move forward and, and talk about some of these questions that have been asked. And of course, I would love for you to ask questions and, you know, you do need a headset or you could type them in. I'm on my phone today. <laughs> it's just been so odd. Okay. All right. Let's go to question number one. This is not about business, but I'm going to answer this one first. Hi, Ellie. I have wanted to leave New York City for the past few years. The pandemic has made my desire to leave so much stronger. I'm thinking of going to live in Europe. I've lived there before and have lots of family and friends. Can you advise? Okay, so um, first thing that I would tell you on, um, automatically, and anybody can concur with this, is trust your intuition. Trust that message that keeps coming through to you, that desire that says, I want to live in Europe. Uh, you didn't give me a specific place or country over here. You have just said that you've lived there before. This is NC out of NYC. So with that being said, I'm going to suggest that, first of all, you get yourself an astrocartography reading, if that's something that you are interested in, so that you learn which places are better for you. Um, on the globe. But again, here's the thing, the stars incline, they do not compel. But I want to tell you something and see that's coming up for me, is that 
when you make this move, when you make this move, it is going to be highly successful for your career. And not only will it be highly successful for your career, but you're going to get married. Um, you're going to meet somebody. And um, I happen to know that you are single because I know who you are. And the thing that is so cool here is that you're going to meet somebody, you're going to get married, and he's going to be absolutely wonderful. Oh, geez, you are going to have such a beautiful, you know, the wedding is going to be really important for you. Um, I, we've never spoken about what kind of wedding you've imagined for yourself, but I am seeing a very beautiful wedding. Um, it's going to be very small, very intimate. Um, you've got a beautiful, what's this piece thing called? A beautiful headpiece on that is just magnificent. And it is very, everything here is, uh, it feels ancient and it feels ritualistic. So it, it's going to tie into some old roots that you have that are from, that are ancestral. This is really, really wonderful. So you know what? My advice is to you is to trust your intuition and get yourself going and do what you can to get out of New York if this is where the calling is for the last few years, because what awaits you is wonderful. And of course, you must remember to, you know, pay attention to your mindset and your self-talk, because wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are. However, with that being said, there are places on the planet that have us just feels so much better than other places. So even it going there will change our mindset. So yeah, we do go with our own baggage, but guess what? We get to toss out the old clothes. We don't have to bring them with us. So that's like, you know, a misconception too. You don't have to bring your old baggage. That's, you know, really get rid of that stuff. Travel light, bring in the new. <laughs> it's just like really great. So I'm very excited for you. All right. Anybody have any questions um, or comments about any of this? Uh, I know that um, got another question here that's going to tie right into what it is that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, good morning, everybody. Well, we've got quite, quite a nice crowd in the room today. So I'd like to welcome you all and thank you all for being here as we now talk about, I'm going to call it the seven spiritual stages of listening. Oh, good morning, Peter Pan. Oh, good morning, Tomas and Bobo and PBG56F25AH4MK. <laughs> Is that your espionage name? <laughs> That's cool. All right, Josie, good morning. Zara, good morning. Um, okay, stage one. There are seven stages. If you've got pen, paper, um, of course, you can listen to this again if nothing goes wrong and, and it gets recorded appropriately. <laughs> you can, um, the first stage of business is called the listening and the dreaming. And this is where we all love to go. So we sit down and we start dreaming and we have no relationship to reality. This is all imagination. This is all, you know, not even grounded. Stage one is known as the dream stage. So I am sure we have all had dream stages. Okay, I'm going to go off to Costa Rica and I'm going to uh, build a surfing company. You know, whatever it is that that one just came to mind. I have no urge to go to Costa Rica to build a surfing company. However, that is called the dream stage. And if you look at your own life, you have 
had so many of these dream stages. Oh, I've got this great idea. I've got this great idea. I've got this great idea. And what happens with the, oh, good morning, Alex Laka. Good morning. I'm just going to recap stage one. This is so important. Stage one is where dreams are created. And good morning, good morning. And there's no relationship to reality. It is all imagination. So in stage one, we have all of these wonderful ideas that come our way. Oh, I forgot to, did I, did I even read the question? Oh yeah, I did. Um, here the question was, hi Ellie, can you help? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a little distracted here. I have all these fabulous ideas for business and somehow I'm never able to get past a certain point. Am I not supposed to be in business? Is this my path? So this was the question that prompted everything. And so the question here is, yeah, of course it's your path. Only you've got to get yourself past the first two stages into stage three. So with that being said, let's get out of stage one of dreaming. If dreaming is wonderful, write them all down, jot down, jot down those ideas, and then move on to stage two. Now, Stage two is fun. This is called the remember forget. This is where the dream is remembered and then forgotten. So let's just take uh, something very simple, very easy. I want to write a book. Okay, let's do that one. I want to write a book because that's a, a, a or if anybody has a business that they want to run and type in over here or I want to open I want to open a coaching business. Okay, here's another one. I want to open another. I want to open a coaching business. All right. I want to open a uh, food truck. All right. Here we go. All right. So we have this imagination, and I'm just using these three right now as an example. I want to write a book, and the book is going to be published, and it will help to grow my income, et cetera, et cetera. I want to open a coaching business. This is going to be really great. I'm going to make my money doing this and help other people. I want to open a food truck. This is my passion. I'm going to drive around and uh, provide wonderful, healthy, organic food and smoothies to people. So this is now the dream. And then we t tell the dream to other people. And guess what happens? We talk about it and then we forget. And then we remember the dream and we talk about it to other people and then we forget. And so this is stage two where we're constantly remembering the dream and then we're forgetting it. Remember and forgetting it. And the biggest thing here in stage two is that fear is present. There is so much fear. So the next question that happens automatically in this stage is, I don't know what to do. Like, I want to write a book, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write about. Who's going to read it? I don't know what to do. All right. I want to open a coaching business. I don't know what to do. How am I going to do this? Where am I going to get the money from? I want to open a food truck. How am I going to do this? Where am I going to get the money from? What are the procedures? How am I going to do this? I don't know what to do. All right. So this goes back to stage two. We remember and we forget and then we put it aside and we're no longer thinking about it because we have become overwhelmed with fear. Which then brings us to stage three. Now, here's where in stage three, this is where the business builder or the person who has this great idea starts to get excited and they get depressed 
and they become extremely emotional. So the emotions get in the way. All right, so here, how am I gonna do this? So again, how am I gonna do this? Raises these questions of excitement first, but not really. And then the next question becomes the self-talk. Oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to do this. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Now I'm gonna get depressed. I'm never, I don't ever do anything. I don't follow through. So if we look over here at the question that was, I'm, I'm never able to get past a certain point. And NYC, I'm gonna put out there, you've probably never gotten past stage three. So stage three is characterized by, I hate to say this, fear of failure, emotional issues, even stupidity and short-sightedness. So what that means by stupidity, it's not that you're not intelligent enough to do this, but the stupidity comes from making mistakes because there's no support. The support now here needs to be built around the project. The individual is still too weak to be able to do this alone. This is an almost an infantile stage where there is an inability to be with failure. It's a very young conversation about failure. They want to, people want to try something new. And then if they don't make it, they blame other people. They'll blame it on the economy. They'll blame it on, on somebody gave them bad advice. So it is called, it's part of failure and it is trying something new. It is not having the support. That's where the stupidity comes in. This is something that cannot be done alone in isolation. So this is where the support is missing. So now, if you're doing this, what kind of support? Um, what kind of support will you need here? Well, let's say if you wanted to write a book, what kind of? Hi, name Naeem. Good morning. Uh, if you wanted to write a book, well, let's just brainstorm this. What kind of support would you need? You might want to have conversations with other authors who have successfully published and learn what they. Oh, good evening. Uh -huh. He's new from Bangladesh. Hi, good evening. And so you may want to contact other authors and see what they've done, or you may want to even step into hiring a writing coach. And if you then, let's say you want to open a coaching business, well, then same thing applies um, to that. You want to get yourself, you want to get yourself some support. What does it look like to open a coaching business? Where can you go for that support? Well, there are, the market is absolutely saturated with business coaches. So you'd want to hire someone that would be within your financial budget and then start to work with that particular person. This would take you into the next stage. And now let's say you want to do the food truck. Well, this again, you want to you want to get the support that you need for that. So you may want to contact other people who have done this, people who have owned food trucks and who've owned successful food trucks and find out what have they done that has led to their success. What do they know? And you want to tap into that and then you want to get yourself support. Now, when you get yourself support, you want to get emotional support on this also. So you do not want to go back now and start having conversations with friends and family that will drop you back into into stage one and stage two. That is back into the, oh, that's just your dream. It's your imagination. You're never going to be able to get that. And
and um, thank you so much for all these comments. <laughs> like, I don't want to look over here. I don't want to get distracted, but I appreciate all of your beautiful comments and support in, is a vital, absolutely vital. So you want to make sure that as you're moving through stage three, all right, where you yourself and your project, you're going to get excited, you're going to get depressed, you'll get emotional. You have to avoid the people who are going to reflect that and bring you back to stage one and two. This is where businesses fail. They do not make it past stage four, uh, stage three. And the reason why they do not make it is they do not have adequate support. They do not have adequate knowledge. So now let's say you finally get there and you get to stage four. Now stage four is awesome. Now you have a new attitude towards failure. Now, most, like I said, most people, most businesses, most projects never get to stage four. In stage four, you're looking at predicting and fine tuning. So let's go back now and take your food truck, okay? So now you've purchased your food truck, all right, because now you've got it, and you have a new attitude towards failure, which is now that you are experiencing this and you're gonna make it work. And so now, you have to let go of the child's relationship to success. And this is where you constantly need to predict and make appropriate stages. This is all about management. This stage is much more mechanical. This is not an emotional stage. You're going to say things that other people are not going to like. And when you say things that other people do not like or do things that other people do not like, then you're going to have to develop the muscle. Otherwise, what happens is you're going to get shot down and you're going to go back to stages two and three and one. So in stage four, again, you have to have support. This is vital. Support is necessary. You now have, have a more emotionally intelligent relationship to your business so that you're not perceiving it as blame. You're not... Um, looking to be victimized you are fine-tuning you see what works you see what's not working and you make the appropriate adjustments so you know if you were skiing and you had to go down the slope you'd want to do a couple of trial runs learn what the slope looks like and then you want to adjust yourself as you're going down the slope and so it is with your management here like i said this is very mechanical and it's planning and fine-tuning so now, hallelujah, let's say you make it to stage four, your business is up and running, and now stage five. Stage five is where you enhance your business. Okay, now you're actually making money in stage four, and now you begin to enhance your business in stage five, and you do it not because you need to, but because you want to. Now, again, stage four is a very long stage and it has different levels. This is where there's the owner and the operator stage. So, but that's, that's another conversation that we'll talk about some other day. Uh, stage five is really more of the um, owner stage. This is where you've left the operating to other people. You've probably hired someone. This is the stage where the executives get to go river rafting. Now, what happens in stage five is that some people will start to scream, stop, stop, stop. We're getting too big. We're getting too big. 
and other people are going to say, no, let's go get ourselves a larger vessel to put all of our abundance in. So in stage five, if you want to continue on to the seven stages, this is where you've got to go get a larger vessel. This is where the floodgates are open. This is where people are now, this is where your business is now going to start to earn so much or contribute so much that the natural inclination, if you do not embrace this stage is to put your hand out and say stop i can't it's too much it's too much let's say if you're in coaching i have too many clients i can't do anymore um i have no more time i can't do it my food truck is too busy i i can't do this anymore i'm overwhelmed and if you do not break through stage four and enhance and get the support again and grow in this stage, you will slip back to stage four. Stage four is the operator stage. This is where when you're not there, there's no business. So you're basically a paid employee of your own company. And so you want to learn to embrace, embrace stage five so that you can get to stage six. Now, this is where it gets exciting. Not many people make it here. I'm sorry to say this. This is where you are so present and this is where you own the business. You no longer have to operate it. You are the master and you understand the process. And at this stage, you can be truly successful. This is a very profound stage where you are related to reality and to the service that you are providing. And you have other people running and operating the business for you. This is that stage. If you want to call it passive income, you can call it that. But it's really not passive income because you, you still need to know what's going on. So it's not a passive. I'm going to sit back and let this business do its own thing. You're still watching. Only you are not the oh, you are not the operator any longer. Now, stage seven is where most people in business rarely get to. So I'm going to use a really big, I'm going to use a really big company uh, as an example. And even though it's got a lot of rap, you know, bad rap to it by many different people, stage seven is when it becomes global and it becomes the property of other people. The person actually gives it away and it becomes the property of humanity. Even though you're still the owner of the business, you are no longer special. The business has outgrown you. So your need for uh, significance and even arrogance and about being important is no longer there. Your commitment is for the greater good. You have basically given your you away. You've given you away. That doesn't mean that. So let's take a look at let's take a look at Jeff Bezos here for this example. All right. And let's leave aside all of our stories about him and our beliefs about who he is and who he isn't. But when we look at Amazon, Amazon is now a global business. The people feel in many ways that they actually are part of Amazon. You have your prime membership. It becomes the property of humanity in some ways. Um, Jeff Bezos has even stepped down. He's no longer special. Now, people can say, oh, you know, wow, he stepped down for all of these conspiracy theory reasons, et cetera, et cetera. But in the stage of spiritual business development, it is normal for someone at this point to step down because the business now belongs to humanity. And this is where ultimate success 
lies. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't own his own company any longer. But the idea, the concept is that the people on a subconscious level, the people feel that they own it. You can go to Amazon anywhere, anytime, any country and order whatever it is that you need to have. And you'll trust that it has been designed, developed, delivered to you. And you can hate Amazon for all for all that you God, you can hate it for everything. But the point is that it is a business that has reached stage seven. And whether whether you consciously look at it, oh, uh, you know, and say whatever you want to, um, it has reached a global stage where it has now become the property of humanity in a way. All right. Everybody has access to it. Everybody relies on it if they want to. They can depend on it. And um, it is serving the greater good. Uh, it's, you know, again, this gets into, you know, your your you can say, well, it hasn't served the greater good. It has taken away the mom and pop stores. It has done this. It has done that. It has killed this. It's killed that. But at the same time, for people who have been unable to venture out of their homes or live in remote places or people who do not have access, Amazon has provided a lot of wonderful services and it has really become a global business. I don't sound like I'm pitching Amazon, but it's just I'm not. It's just, you know, for all the things that it's got that that don't work for it. It is a stage seven business. So now if you want to bring your own personal, if you want to bring yourself to stage seven, uh, another business that really became that made it to stage seven is Habitat for Humanity. And um, if you're familiar with Habitat for Humanity, that became that was a dream. And then you can look up Habitat for Humanity and Habitat for Humanity. The owner actually gave it away. It's like it is a global company and it it is now the company. It is a company that serves humanity. And so these are the ideal stages of business. And even in our own life, when we do things, if we can start to look at at moving through our own projects through the seven stages where we are no longer special, but it is our work that we are doing that has become special. That is the gift to the world. That that is the spiritual gift of your work. It's not about you any longer. It is about your contribution to humanity and to the planet. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to end this by saying I appreciate all of you on the call today. And if anybody does want a private reading, a private session, please mention the podcast. You will receive 20% off on your on your sessions. I am available at elliemolina.com. And again, if you're interested in consulting with me, just know that I um, do have a consulting business. I am still at the stage of owner of operator so <laughs> i'm still at stage four over here in my business um and um yeah look at me i'm kind of speechless but thank i'm going to read some of the comments over here thank you again for your wisdom ellie thank you thank you thank you um thank you support and your network is vital thank you for your insight so i send you many loves many loves and many blessings and if you are interested in getting your project and business off the ground, come talk to me and let's see what we can do so that your business becomes greater than you. 
All right. Love and blessings again. See you next Tuesday. Uh, Mar oh, oh, really quickly. March 3rd, next Tuesday. Uh, March 2nd, I'm sorry. March 2nd. I have a wonderful guest with me again. Her name is Ashley Goner, and she teaches children how to empower themselves and make magic and not real magic. We're talking about make magic and create miracles. And she is teaching, she is teaching empowerment to children and the laws of manifestation. And I'm so excited. I will be a guest on her program. Only I'm so excited for Ashley and the work that she's doing for our young people. So without further ado, I'll see you all and email me if you want info about Ashley. I'm going to be sending that out into my email. And if you want to get on my email list, please sign up. It's Ellie Molina at Gmail. I'm sorry, Ellie Molina.com. Okay. Love and blessings. Ciao, ciao. Have a great week.